Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlordsvcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. still watching the show which gives us eight minutes to talk about Brandon's ass you ever notice how Brandon is like always right but he's so nice about always being right that you can't really be mad that he's always right wait you're talking to someone who's always right y'all can't both always be right that's like uh well y'all do tend to be on the same side a lot yeah I gotta I got I gotta once the once the actual show starts I have to do an apology you better. The show's already started. We're recording. Go ahead and apologize, nigga. Apologize. So I told that nigga, he gonna call into the breakfast club. He gonna call you up, Envy, and apologize. <laughs> I made a mistake and I spoiled something that I shouldn't have spoiled last time. I'm not gonna repeat it because I don't want to draw attention to it. But I. But spoiled- was it for this episode? It, it was, no, 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 no. I spoiled something for the future, and I didn't mean to. I was just in the flow of the conversation, and I said something that I probably shouldn't have said. Oh, man, if I had a dollar for every time I said something I probably shouldn't have said. I mean, what can we say? The Beatles said it best yesterday. All my troubles were so far away. That's one of my favorite uh, Boys and Men songs. Boys and Men songs. They did it way better than the Beatles, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think I think the, my thing about the Beatles is like all of, Beatles, all of the Beatles songs that I like. No, I will say this. Here's here's the thing about the Beatles. People who grew up with the Beatles, they believe Fucking that, love they, the Beatles. that there was there was nothing better than the Beatles. But I feel the same way about Michael Jackson because yeah. I grew up with Michael Jackson. So like I don't have that same kind of feeling um that a lot of people have. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it, it's it's all what kind of music you were introduced to as a child. Yeah. So, so, but like most of the Beatles songs that I that I knew and that I liked were covers. Yeah. By someone else. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, fucking Stevie Wonder did a cover and his shit is slamming compared to theirs. Yep. Because I mean, 
that's the way it is. Somebody does something, somebody hears it, somebody sees it, and they take that idea and they make it better. If you take that idea and you don't make it better, it's like, then why'd you even take the idea? You know what I'm saying? That's true. Uh, I think if you're, if you're going to do a cover, if you're going to do a cover of a song, if you, if you can't make it better, then why are you doing a cover of the song? There's two that didn't necessarily make the song better that are still popular songs. Which ones? I'm going down. Wait, that wasn't Mary originally? Nope. There's, oh. a, there's an original song, and they, they're pretty much identical. Okay, and what was the other one? And um, the uh, Escape song. What is it? Uh, Who Can I Run To? Yes. Well, then I got three for you. It's pretty much the same. I have three. Torn by um, Imbroglio. Uh, uh, what's that white woman's name? Nat- Natalie. Yeah. Imbroglio. Somebody did a cover of that? No, she's the cover. Oh, shit. That was somebody else's song? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea that that was a cover. Yes, her song is a cover of um, Danish. Uh, or, uh, it was recorded in 1993 in Danish by Danish singer Liz Sorensen. Then in 1994 by um, Cutler and Previn's American rock band Edna Swap. And then... In 1996, by an American Norwegian singer, Trine Rhine, and then she did it in 1997. Oh, I got another one. If if I were a boy. Yeah, I don't like that song. Beyonce did not do anything different with that song. I feel like that's the weakest Beyonce song out there, in my opinion. It because it because it was a straight up cover of some chick who had just released the song. Um, oh, oh, I got another one. Oh, don't you? Wait, wait, Pussycat Dolls, don't you? Yeah. Who redid they song? Uh, they are the, they did the they are the remake of Don't You? Yes, they are. The Get remake. the fuck out okay, of here! So, so CeeLo wrote that song, right? CeeLo Green wrote that song for one of his artists and she put the song out and it was a local it was kind of a local hit like around like Atlanta ish but it didn't really make it out of Atlanta um and then he ended up something they fell out between him and the artist and they never actually put out an album so he gave the song to the Pussycat Dolls okay so if it didn't really come out but it's the same song it's, yes it's, but but I mean if it if it never got released can we call it a remake? It was a local release. It got released. I guess. Alamaze. Tori Alamaze. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find her. And did you um, did you know that um, that Pharrell's song, Happy, is him doing a CeeLo Green impression? I believe it. Okay. They, he, he, he did the song with the intention of CeeLo Green singing it. So he sang it in his best CeeLo Green impression. And... Uh, CeeLo's, um, the the record company, was like, man, we're not signing on for you to do a motherfucking kids movie. You get the fuck out of here with that shit. So and basically, that song pushed, C- or pushed uh, Pharrell through the moon. Yeah, and so that basically the song that we hear is just, they just cleaned it up, but it is, it is Pharrell doing his best CeeLo Green impression. 
Okay, here goes Tori Almaze with Don't You. Sounds weird hearing only one person doing it. Yes, true. I know you like me. I know you like me. I know you do. Oh yeah, this is a in the end cover. She's all over you. I love this song though. It is a bop. I, I think Eddie Murphy killed this shit with no Like <laughs> Eddie Murphy put a fucking bow on this bitch and said that I'd just just pack this shit up uh, when he when he put it on Norbit. You know, I was never a fan of Norbit or Shallow Hal or any of those movies. I, well, at the time, I was a fan of Shallow Hal. I was at the time, but now I realize how problematic that movie is. Yeah, even back then, I was just like, I don't know. I found the only Jack Black movie... Well, there's a few. The Jumanji movies, I think he's adorable, and I think he's wonderful. Um, School of Rock. And then School of Rock, I think he's great. But past that, I just thought his early movies were grating. Like, his his comedy style was just so Sam Kinison high kinetic energy that it just wore me out. Yeah, I, and look, my, my thing was, like, finding out that he basically got his whole singing style from Dio, it, 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 like, changed once I actually heard Dio, and I was like, wait a minute, that's just Jack Black doing Dio. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, most people know Dio from Holy Diver, but, um, but like, it, that's just, it's just Jack Black doing his impression of Dio, and it's like, it, come on, man. It doesn't change the fact, though, that um, Tribute is an excellent, excellent tribute to a song that was never actually put out. Uh, yes. Um, the, 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 the remix for the movie is better than the one for the show. Yeah. Because, they, they, cause, you know, like Dave Grohl produced it and uh, him and a couple of other people actually played instruments on it. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. shit. Like, they, they, they cleaned up a lot of that acoustic shit. And hey, and, don't be calling acoustic shit acoustic shit. And I once I once sang um I I once sang Master Exploder uh perfectly on hard on rock band um with a sore throat and I pulled that shit off. That's like one of my crowning achievements. Welcome to another one. Uh this is episode one of season three, clear eyes, straight hair, don't care. Brandon, how you doing? I was right. Y'all were wrong. Again. About what? About told what? you so. I told you he was going to say that shit. I told you this nigga always got to be right. What, Please, what, what were you right about? Oh, Sarah doesn't care about Helena. She don't she care doesn't. about her sister. She doesn't. She, she doesn't. Fucking, she just went to fucking hell for this woman. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's just let's let's she let's against the, she went against the she went against the plan she went off script and she damn near killed the nigga 
Because they were going to kill his sisters. So let's do this. Wait, wait, wait. She damn near killed. His, she damn near killed that nigga because he was going to kill Allison. He, no. she did not kill him for him. She did not try to kill him for Helena. Like so, clarify. For Helena makes no sense. Clear. He, he, he told her. He told her. He doesn't. Like, like I said, we the whole thing was she didn't give a fuck about she didn't give a fuck about Helena until until dude tells her like count your sisters dog like because the you whole show to, was her saying I gotta go get Helena I gotta do a Helena but she went to no, talk to Delphine she's like I'm she's, only doing this if you save Helena she spoke and to you she spoke to your man's she spoke to your man's right and after she spoke to your man's. That is the moment where she realized she had no idea where Helena was. This whole time, she Why didn't give she a know? fuck about Helena. She Why didn't give a fuck know? about Helena. That's the that, that was the point that we were making. She didn't so give a how fuck. How would she know? He did you not give never a answer that question. No, no, no. She how would she know what? The, the, when she had the conversation with him, he said, count your sisters. And that's when she started. That's when she started placing phone calls and realized that Helena was the one that was missing. She didn't. She didn't, she didn't think about Helena one time until he said, "Count your sisters." That's not. Why would she, you are making an assumption like she should assume something's wrong with Helena? After Helena got arrested, she did not give. Two fucks about Elena at all. Whatever. Y'all not going to admit it, even though the entire show was her caring about Elena. Y'all still won't no, no, admit no. it. And then when she tried to kill Ferdinand, she tried to kill Ferdinand because of Allison, not because of Helena. Yeah, so what? What's that got to do with anything? No, you killing said her? she... You just killing said him. she tried to kill a nigga for... She tried to kill a nigga for the person that we said that she She ended up about. in that situation because she was trying to figure out about Helena. She wouldn't even have been in that situation if it wasn't for that. Yeah, it's like, but it's like, you know, like how it is. Do you, do you have siblings or are you only child? Yeah, that's only what I was going to say. It's one of those things where I don't, it, it, I can yeah. talk shit about my brother, but you better not. Yeah, it's, no, no, no. Is when you have, when you have siblings, you know this thing, right? Remember that thing that you didn't fucking think about at all until you realized that your brother used it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that thing that you didn't pay no fucking attention to, you didn't care nothing about. Yeah, but you're the whole fucking like she's time. supposed to be her guardian. She she wants my cousin Devin is like my brother. He's the closest thing I have to. He's literally like my brother. I don't know where the fuck he is right now. I haven't talked to him in two weeks. No, but what what we that are saying mean I don't is, care about him. Not, but, if something were but, to happen, I wouldn't get up and do whatever fuck I could to find him. You're bastardizing. You are bastardizing the point, sir. Y'all after, like she got after she got arrested. After she after she got after she got arrested, Sarah did not give two fucks about Helena she at told all. What's his fucking go handle that shit? She told Art to go handle the shit, and then she never followed up with Art about the shit. Never. She didn't. She didn't even give a fuck about Helena until Helena showed up for the dance part. And then went, oh shit, yeah. Aren't y'all the ones that tell me everything, every episode is like a day? So it was like two days since she got arrested. A whole two days. I'm just saying, she didn't give a fuck. She didn't even make the she didn't even make a second call to art, as far as we know, to be like, yo, art, what'd you find out? Nothing. She didn't, she like Kira gave more of a fuck about Helena than Sarah did. 
that is the point that we that is the point that we're making and i'm never going to admit that it's anything other than that she never she did not give a fuck about her so what changed somebody that she didn't fucking like had her sister yeah, if my enemy does. has my sister, yeah, I'm gonna go well, to war to try and find. Don't know who has her Can I finish a sentence? Sure. <laughs> Nigga, just talking through folks like this is a debate, and you're Donald Trump and shit. I may not like my brother, but if I like my brother more than I like you, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna try and kill you to get them back, and then I'm gonna ignore them all over again. You know that there's levels of friendship. You know there's levels of relationships. If Kira likes Helena, maybe she softened a little bit on her, but she still does not fucking like Helena. It doesn't change anything. I never said she liked Helena. I said she cared about Helena. No, she, she doesn't care about her. Then she wouldn't have done this. Her daughter she cares. Only, she only cares that Helena is in the custody of Castor. That is the only thing she gives a fuck about. That is the only thing she cares about. She cares that Helena is with them niggas, and we need to get her away from them niggas. Why would she That's care? What she, she doesn't care about this person. Because she, it's not like well, she Shana cares about... tells me all the time about his enemies that he don't give a fuck about his enemies. Helena's not one of her enemies. So she's indifferent to Helena? So she's going to the ends of the earth for someone she's indifferent about? Yeah, but they have they they have a connection because they're twins. But at the end of the day, like if if somebody gave you away to them niggas over there, and I don't fuck with them niggas over there, I need to get you away from them niggas over there. Not if I don't fuck with you. It's a it's a different it's levels to this shit. Y'all could have said she doesn't care about Helena as much as she cares about her other sisters. That's valid. That's okay, a, that's a fine, point. cool, but let's go. It doesn't change the statement. She cares less point. about her than she does about the rest of her sisters. They yeah, literally... Yeah. Okay. But that's not what y'all said. <laughs> y'all said she oh, don't care about her at all. She didn't care about her until, she, until that shit happened. Because she didn't even notice that she fucking left. Yeah, for after the ass. after the party, no one's gonna lie about it. Like, yeah, we I've seen her before. Like, she didn't care. Like, it was all sideways statement. Yeah, and then but like after she left the after she left the party when everybody was knocked out, ain't nobody even noticed she was gone. She gets up and leaves all the time. Right? I didn't know they ain't had a sleepover with her. They ain't never had a sleepover with her, and ain't nobody asked no questions. Not they, a one. I'm sure Sarah tells her then what happened with Helena because they talk about everything. Every time Helena's around, she just gets up and dips. Every every place she goes, she left art. She left the first time they were together. She left the car. She just gets up and dips. That's if you know somebody that just walks off all the time, you're gonna be like, oh, they just walked off. Okay, I, I don't think we're, we're not gonna agree on this. I told you so. I wanted to see what was going to happen when y'all two, like, uh, immovable object meets that other motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm just watching the show. Yeah, I stop moving for us. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't agree. I just look at it like, you know, Sarah didn't pay no fucking attention to where Helena was until the man said, count your sisters, B. And she went, let me mm. get everybody on the phone. She could have been like, "Fuck her." I got my Alice is my sister. Fuck that. Fuck her. 
No, nah, but like this dude who is who is now the new the new the new assholes on the block, like said, Count your sisters be <laughs> and she was like, Well, what are you talking about? So let me let me get let me make this clone call and see what's popping right now. She found out that Allison's school and uh Kasima's school and that Helena's the one that's missing. And she could have been like, Well, oh, I don't give a shit about Helena. Fuck it. We cool. Nah, because the men. All right, we not we not gonna agree. We not we just going in circles at this point. That's we right. We going in circles at this point. I believe you're wrong. That's fine. All I was saying is she obviously cared about her this episode. Y'all and y'all no, you came out and said that we were wrong, fam. Yes. Obviously, she cares about her. So one extent. episode out of now two complete seasons. And we're wrong. Y'all said at all. One episode out of two complete seasons. And you're like, that's it. She cares because she went against her enemies and wrote on her enemies. We're... I love you, Brandon. She wrote on her enemies. I I mean that from the bottom of my soul. I've a lot of shows with you, Rashani. I've heard you talk about people you don't care about and you don't like. And you wouldn't have done none of that shit Sarah did. You know what's crazy? And Scar can co-sign. Wait, 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 wait. Scar can co-sign on this shit. I would do that. I would. And Scar, Nisha, everybody can tell you that that's my biggest fucking fault is that I can hate your fucking guts. But if you need help, I'm still going to waver over whether or not I'm going to help you. And I hate that shit about myself. You I mean, that's a good I mean, like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm known Rashani for a long fucking time. So let's let's put it like this. You would say you say how you just said about uh, Rashani and his enemies, right? But what if I started hanging out with them? <laughs> that changes that changes a whole bunch of things and it's is it's on Rashani to try to make me come back to this come back to this side because I can't I'm not supposed to be fucking with them no more or he could be like Scar you know everything I've been through you still gonna do that fuck you nope nope because yeah. he did a show with my enemies yeah multiple so. times multiple times yeah Look, this episode was a, it was a thing. It happened. Honestly, it didn't move me one way or the other. It was just a opening episode to a season. It was set in the table. Is this your first episode you weren't, didn't give an A to? No, I still gave it an A based on the dream sequence that Elena had at the beginning of the episode. And that the, and shit the, was and perfect. The, and the scorpion, I love the scorpion. The scorpion is dope. That that scorpion did you know? Fake? Hmm. Was the scorpion fake? Yes, but it's oh, also really? Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> it's her oh, doing the scorpion. The scorpion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's the voice. So of the now, hold on. So that scorpion wasn't actually there. <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's she, like a it's a, okay. it's like a totem. Okay, I thought the scorpion was there, but she was just hallucinating that I was talking to her. Nah, the scorpion would have attacked her. Yes, absolutely. If it was stuck in that box with her, absolutely. But it's it's so funny watching her at the beginning of this with that dream sequence where they're throwing her a baby shower and how you see that she doesn't know 
anybody in this group other than Sarah because everybody from Kasima to Allison to Felix, they're all just so over the top and Sarah's just dressed perfectly. Yeah, it's it's like it's like she she mentally wrote a Tyler Perry play about people she thought she knew. Allison crafted every single thing off of like that you can make in the world baby clothes and toys and cupcakes and oh I got your favorite cake in the back and Kira was a fairy and Felix was dressed like a Mad Max character <laughs> or Mad Men character. <laughs> Kasima showed up talking about, I'm better, I'm way better, thanks to science, with the basket (laughs) of Ukrainian delicacies. (laughs) Thanks to science. Thanks to science. (laughs) It was just like, what the fuck? And then, she was actually in that box, and the scorpion was like, yo, you're being tested. Chill. Our goal is to get from the smaller box to the bigger box. Chill. She should be used to that. Didn't they lock her ass in a cage? Yeah, a kennel. Yeah, so she should have been cool. She should have been right at home. Yeah. I mean, she's in a kennel where she could actually sit up and move around like. That's fair. She's, 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 she's in a fucking box, so she just got to fucking lay there right now. Yeah, she in a pretty much coffin. She Didn't in a, a 1874 in coffin. Like hmm? Didn't they put Olivia Pope in a box like that? When? In a... When she got kidnapped? In Scandal or in Scandal. Django Unchained? Oh, yeah, she did. That's what I'm thinking, Django. Yeah. <laughs> no, they put her, they put her into a steel... <laughs> underground oven more or less with the sun baking down on her bucket naked how the fuck did i mix up django and scandal because she was making the same faces yes she still can't close her mouth all the way carrie watched to make the same faces in every movie every show love her to pieces though she dope but yeah i can see how you would mix them up she talked the same she acted the same (sighs) i miss hindsight and she acts. And she, I mean, she's a she's a great actress, except for that part in Django with the blood that she wasn't actually acting. She was really grossed out by him smearing blood over her face mm-hmm. because that because that shit was real. Like he actually cut his hand when he when he broke that glass and, and he ran it down her face like you healed now. He stayed in character. That's some good ass acting. He's, right yeah, he's he broke he cut his hand and he stayed in character that whole fucking time and rubbed that fucking blood on her face and her reaction was one hundred percent real. I support her reaction, but that's some good acting by my man. Yeah. He's he's invited to the cookout. Yeah, he he. Um, I don't know about that. He shed blood for his niggas. I I, I don't know about <laughs> that. I'm not. I don't have any more invitations to the cookout. Listen, y- I'm y'all can keep for y'all can actor. keep y'all can keep giving invitations to famous niggas to come to the cookout. I've given my two invitations to white people that I actually know are good people. Cookout needs some entertainment. I'm the entertainment. <laughs> Nigga, we'll play dominoes. That's entertainment. I'm not bringing just anybody to the cookout because they're famous and say something nice. Like, 
We need mm-hmm. to send for those two, the two drunk white girls that knew the uh, little baby's uh, verse when they were at that looked like they were at a wedding reception. Um, and both Drake and the little baby went and found those little those 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 ladies. Um, they were in there. That that one lady, the redhead, she was in there. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, so what the you've never seen about. you've never seen that video. There's this there there there's this it's these two ladies right, and they, they look like they're at a, a wedding reception. They're both holding Bud Lights and they are rapping um, little baby's verse on a Drake song. And they know every word. And she is like doing hand gestures to match what she's saying. Like she is fucking in there. Uh, um, and like this is happening like in the last week. But um, but both Drake and Lil Baby went and found her. I feel like that's why you can't come to the cookout. There's a reason why you can't come. I feel like Utah can't come to the cookout because I feel like they all say nigga. And I feel like those white girls do too. You know the funny thing about Utah, because I lived in Arizona, where a lot of Mormons moved from Utah to mm-hmm. Arizona, because right next to it. Those what? are some of the nicest fucking people. In oh, the yeah. World. Oh, yeah. They're some of the nicest fucking people in the world, unless. They're, no, what I'm saying is, I feel bad for them, because it's like they don't know. Like, I don't think they're, like, they're like. At least the people that I met are just like the nicest fucking people, but the most oblivious people to the real world. Like, mm-hmm. And what the, some of the things they're being taught, but they don't. It's like they don't know any better. One because they're one ice, of, like insulated. One of my favorite pastimes is watching form, former Mormons watch that episode of South Park where they explain the where they explain Mormonism. Dum 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 dum. That that episode. And like watching them, like explain, like holy shit, this is all accurate. Like it's said in a yes. funny way, but this is all accurate. This is exactly what the fuck they is exactly what the fuck they believe. Um, that that used to be one of my favorite pastimes. It's one of the few things that I do. Like if I'm the bored, most, it, the most interesting thing about the Mormon church is they had this thing where like. God, so they they have like a person that's like the vessel for God, right? Like it was Joseph Smith, and you know, but it's not like the Pope. It's just like a, a different type of thing, right? But they had this thing where it's like God can decree something, and then somebody will say, "God said this is this, and now is this," right? And so that's how the Mormon Church will probably stay ahead of like other churches and things. So like you know, even though they were late to the party with black people, they used to like. Hate hate black people like it was illegal. Like they thought it was. They used some passage from the Bible, so it was bad. And then, like in the late sixties or early seventies, one of the leaders of Mormon Church was like, "God said that black people are good, so we can start having them in the church." And then people just started having black people in the church. <laughs> and but, then you still, saying, but you still get kicked out of BYU if you fuck. But that, what they said is they're going to do that with um, like LGBTQ people too, like. One day the director is going to be like, "Hey, God said these people are cool," and then they're going to be like, "All right, these people are cool." <laughs> it's really wild. I run, I watched a documentary on it. It's so like, it's, it's so it's, it's wild. So their whole thing is like the dogma thing, where it's like the whole purpose of dogma is like they say it's better to have beliefs, um, it's better to have ideas than beliefs because ideas can be, ideas can be changed. Correct. Yeah. They can they can change shit. It's not like you know, like if you talk to like 
hardcore right-wing Christians where it's just like, this is how it is, and this is how it's been for 100 years, and this is how it's always going to be. That's not how their their church operates. I mean, they're still fucked up, but it's also like, you know, we can change with the times. We just got to make up that God said it's time to change with the times. Type you see, I never, I always wonder why the Christians didn't do that. Like the, the Christians could have solved a whole bunch of problems real easy if they would have just took that same stance on a lot of things. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like for real, like I've always said, like, yo, Christian people, when it comes to God versus science, just say God created science too. The end. Now you you can have the best of both worlds. You see how that works? God created science. Oh, it's called a divine decree. That's what it's called. Okay. The divine decree. That's what they call it. That's cool. I, I like the fact that, I mean, they got some fucked up shit with them. <laughs> but at least, at least somebody could be like, maybe we should change this and they can change it and hopefully and everyone just falls in place which is really that's why they call it like a cult like they call that a cult more than other religions because it started as a cult but like as soon as they except, say it people just okay it's except for, except for Orson Scott Card so it's wild we don't talk about him around here anymore but we love his books though it kills me that I can't talk about him anymore because Ender Shadow was one of the best uh, books that I've ever read. But Who is it, Rashani? Orson Scott Card. Maker of Ender's Game and, and uh, Ender Shadow and Speaker of the Dead. And... Well, what'd he do? Hmm. Uh, he, he, he leans on his Mormon beliefs to be anti, anti-LGBTQ+. Plus. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. much um, so. He, he is... It, like when they tried when they tried to do all that stuff in California, um, you know, it was like Chick Fil A and Orson Scott Card is paying for this. Yes, <laughs> it's like Chick Fil A and that guy is paying for this shit. Hold so. on. So on Wikipedia it says he's like a liberal on everything except gay people. Yep. What? Very much so. <laughs> Very much so, and we'll say it repeatedly. Like, I love everything except for gay people. Wow. Shit's weird, bro. And and we love the books, man. And that's the worst part about it. We love the did books. Did you do his book on Ratchet Book Club, Rashani? No, we did a full discussion of his books on single simulcast. Oh. Yes. I won't do Rat I, I won't read his books on Ratchet Book Club because Ratchet Book Club came out after he made those statements but those oh, books God. aren't really that ratchet like maybe no 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 ratchet book club isn't just for reading ratchet books like i read books that i really truly loved yeah yeah but i mean i'm just i'm just saying like there's there's like when you say ratchet book club there's that there's a component that's missing like maybe um the, the i did the princess bride that's it i mean i, 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 I thought only that was a movie. movie i only seen the movie I the book is so much book. better than the movie, fam. Like, they leave out large swaths of stuff in the movie to make it fit in the time span. The stuff they cut out was so dope from the book. So I read The I Princess like Bride. cut out of Harry Potter? We don't talk about that here either. So I read The Princess Bride. I read 
Um, Matilda. I read Holes. I read The Phantom Tollbooth. Maniac McGee. Like, I've read all kinds of books. If I like them, that makes it a hood classic in my eyes because it's my hood. It's not I know Matilda. you don't want to talk about um, Harry Potter, but you should finish. You should make an exception and finish Hermione was black. <laughs> that's gonna. That's going to require me uh, catching up with Nicole. And Nicole, shouts out to her. She just got a big promotion Word. and uh, had another baby. So that may take some time. Yep. Because we were on the last book. Yeah, I, I felt old. Like, like it's like it's getting close for young Padawan to be in school, right? Right. Like preschool. Right. Like, he I, right there. I feel old as a motherfucker right now because man, we got so many shit. internet godchildren out there, fam. Like it's crazy. Yeah, we were we were a part of their fucking proposal. Yep. Like we were her, the proposal. Husband. We were the proposal for her and her husband, man. That was dope. It was. Ah, memory. So yeah, this episode. It was it was an episode. Honestly, they they shoved a whole lot of stuff into it. Um, Delphine comes out to the river where they had the burial for Sarah, and Sarah and Felix and and um, Kira are there. And for some reason, they still let Kira just run off and play by herself. Like, why don't you go up there where nobody can see you and go no, play behind she, that bend? Knowing she's the prize in all of this, right? They know she the prize in all of this. She, like, she getting that white boy child leash. That's what I'm exactly. putting on Kira wherever we go. I don't care if it's six of them motherfuckers latched onto each other. She's not leaving my sight. Can I go play over there? Where's the harness? Hey, hey, you know how black parents used to do. Can I go play over there? You can go to the end of the driveway and back. Exactly. You need to be in my eyesight at mm -hmm. all times. Nigga, you in the house. <laughs> I got a question. Why do they still care about Kira as opposed to Sarah and Helena? Because now? she's like That's Harry the, Potter in this shit. She's the one who lives. She's magical. She's magical. Um, I I said the exact same thing because like the thing that's the thing that's fucking with the rest of the other clones is the fact that this all comes from their uterus. And that's the reason why they can't have kids, but that's also the source of the of the disease. It just states, and then it and then it passes to like your lungs and all of that other stuff. But Sarah and Helena don't have have that, so why can't you use them to help? I never understood that about this. It was just like, nah, Kira's the prize. It's like I, I guess it's. Got like on, on on Lost when they kept saying Walt was the key, and then Walt got too fucking old for them to do anything with, so they just kind of let that whole thing go. But Sarah's not even—I mean, Kira's not even old enough for them to know that if she can have kids, so she could have been, she could have not been able to have kids like the rest of them, and then all this is for nothing. Um, they do answer that question. They want her. Is she aged in the show. Kira um, ages. She ages a little bit in the show, oh, but okay. like you know, like her real age with like the the seasons of the show. But okay. um, but there there comes a point where they do absolutely answer that question. So how old is Kira now in the in the context of the show? What is she like? Eight? She's eight. Okay. Because they said they said her her and Charlotte are both are are eight. Okay. 
That like the last the the previous episode they said her and Charlotte are eight. Cherry Pop Tarts and uh, blueberry pop tarts are the best pop tarts in the world. Mm, no. What's better? Brown sugar? Brown sugar, baby. I'll give you the brown sugar. Okay. Brown sugar. Brown sugar. <laughs> brown sugar. As soon as I said it, I realized it. Yeah, Those are the top three for me. The brown sugar. I didn't know they still made pop tarts. And, and cookies and cookies and cream, nigga. Mm-mm. Bruh. Ugh, cookies Mm-mm. and cream pop tarts. Exactly. <laughs> That's like a s'more pop tart to me. I'm like, no, thank you. I, I don't. I never understood the thing about s'mores. I don't understand why people get excited about s'mores. I've <laughs> never had a s'more. Me and Rashani talked about this before. Yeah, he's he's never. I've had partaken. s'mores, but it's like when you mention s'mores around some people, especially white people, it's like we're having s'mores tonight. And they're like, yeah. I have a fire pit in my backyard too, and I could go out there and make s'mores, and I've never done it. There's no reason to like they're not that great. Like it's not. People talk about them like they're great, and that's what I'm saying. People talk about it like they're great, and like it's just they they just all right. Like it's like you know what I mean. Rashani cool. had a whole five minute thing of what I should do my first time having a s'more. Well, yeah, because I heard it straight from fucking the sandbox, the sandlot. But I mean, s'mores are cool. They're just not everything. They're not. Pop-Tarts are everything. <laughs> What's the other thing that was supposed to be better than Pop-Tarts? Toaster strudels, which toaster are better, strudel. but they have to go on the toaster. Like, I can eat a Pop-Tart straight out the wrapper. You can't do that with a toaster strudel. That's the only thing that really pushed the toaster strudel behind Pop-Tarts. Because that frosting, dude, let's just say that when my wife and I first got married, I learned how to make that frosting. And I put it on everything. Like, food-wise, it went on every single item that I ate. Uh, apple pies. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's the bestest. But I, I mean... I frosting this weekend. Hmm? I had to make some frosting this weekend. I made, uh, I made a, um, an apple um, French toast bake casserole thing. Okay. And it, I, I didn't want to use no syrup, but I probably should have used syrup. Uh, so me and Pooh Bear had some, and Pooh Bear was just like, nah, this ain't really hitting like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me go work some glaze up real quick. So I worked on some glaze real quick, and I put some cinnamon in the glaze, and that shit hit like a motherfucker. So, Brandon, what you're telling me is you've never heard the unofficial slogan jingle for S'mores then, right? By Jodeci? S'mores were out when Josie was out. I thought S'mores was like a new thing. Nah, S'mores been like out forever. 90s, like a late 90s thing. S'mores have been, nah, been, been out forever. S'mores been out forever. You ever hear the commercial, uh, Scar? Nope. Really? You know, you want some mores. You know, you want some mores. Really? Really? Yeah, I thought I used to think that the comic, her name was S'mores. I used to think that when I was younger. <laughs> S'more is related to who? Not Stacey Dash. Um, S'more is related to someone else. Hold on. So, 
while you're thinking about that, uh, Delphine shows up, like I said, and she summons Sarah to Dyad to talk about the new ways her and her sisters are um, in trouble. Some more, some more sister is Nia Long. Oh, cool. Really? Did not know that, but I'm happy with it. Actually, I can see it. Me too. Because yeah, they both just look so good. So her name is Samora Long? Um, no, I believe they have the same father, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. That's like the Brad and Lisa Ray. Yes. Being sisters. Yeah, that one threw me off. <laughs> I mean, you spend so much time ogling Diamond, and then you find out that her sister's the brat, and it's like... Did you know that? Did you know that Nia Long and the the coach for the Celtics are a thing? Yeah, he made Doka. I had no idea. I don't. I don't keep up with the Celtics. It's fuck Boston every day around here. Every day, yo. Um, but yeah, I didn't know they were. A thing. Although I did see the brat in the in that video with Tyrese. She looked fantastic. Absolutely. That's a one video. The same person. I didn't know <laughs> the same person. It was a great video. Yes, sir. But um. <laughs> Delphine makes sure to tell basically tell Sarah you know you might have put a, a pencil through Rachel's eye but you know what you didn't do you didn't double tap you didn't curb stomper and she's alive and she gonna come after you and then we see Rachel later and Rachel can't even put words together like nigga what yeah like, Delphine went full supervillain in this episode. Right. <sighs> and she's like also Project Cast. I think Cass- she's playing the 50. I think she's playing the 50. What? She's playing the 50. 50 50. Oh, I thought she meant 50 cent. No, playing the 50. She's not. She's, she's acting like that because. <laughs> She got a greater good. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about when that nigga 50 first got rich and went down the list of people who owed him money. <laughs> no, nah, I remember when he was at the when he was at the award show and the, the audio and shit fucked up and he just said he just sat down and said vitamin water, ladies and gentlemen. It don't even matter no more. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he sat the fuck down on the stage and said vitamin water, ladies and gentlemen, because that's when he—that's when Coca-Cola had just bought vitamin water. Oh shit! Whew. Sorry. But yeah, I think I think she is. No, I think I, I do think that she is on the clones' side, but also she yes. took that she took the opportunity for some get back with Rachel. Like, yeah, bitch. Like, who, who down, who down now? <laughs> and then, like the way she kept pressing her eye like that, that she looked so fucking evil. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yo, you are really. I mean, when she she said it's not personal, when when Rachel said it's not personal, she was like, if you let her die without me, it's gonna be real fucking personal, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Rachel that deserves it. I got no sympathy for Rachel. I have, yeah, I have zero uh, sympathy. I, I had sympathy for Rachel, but until I found out that she grew up with good ass parents and shit, like, why are you like this? No, she, her, her early years were with good ass parents, and then the rest of the year she was raised by, by diet. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, 
we also find out again the project caster is uh kidnapping the girl clones she has video of a hotel where a new clone another one named crystal is making out with a caster clone who then snatched her to fuck up i yeah, thought it was, was going she, did you did you catch the fact that she said another one? Yes, she did. And <laughs> if you don't think I'm going to go back and make that part of the intro, you are out your goddamn mind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, I thought initially that when they both snuck into the room, I don't know why, for a while there, uh, there was an urban legend about twin, twin boys and one would hide under the bed while the first one was fucking... And then I'm they sure switch off and I, I remember hearing something about that. So I thought that was what was going to happen. And I was like, that's fucked up. But thankfully, I guess it didn't. Um, but Delphine wants Sarah to talk to Rudy, who's the clone that's in captivity. I mean, technically, Sarah did do that with Paul. In a way. In a way. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, instead of wanting... Uh, to talk to Rudy, she wants Delphine to talk to Cosima. And so she goes and talks to Rudy, and that's when Rudy's like, yo, call your sisters. How does Rudy have her number? Uh, she, But he name checks all the people closest to her, so she jumps out of her chair and tries to hem him up quickly. But Delphine was watching the closed circuit footage and was like, get her out of there right now. And that's when he says, count your sisters. So she does. She calls Allison, who's coaching soccer and yelling at the referees. And that's a big reason why we have so few referees now and youth sports is because coaches, and they can talk to refs any old kind of way. And parents, yeah, they can talk to refs any old kind of way. And kids, they can talk to refs any old kind of way. That's right. But then when the referees turn around and swing or they turn around and they don't come back, then all of a sudden it's like, why don't they want to won't, won't see? Why don't, why don't he want me no more? Get good at your job and people won't yell at you. Yes, they will. <laughs> That's the one job. Honestly, refereeing is the one job where the better you are at your job, the more they're going to yell at you. Let's be uh, real. Look, my cousin, um, my cousin coaches AAU girls, so he coaches mm-hmm. he coaches high school girls, and then in the off season he coaches AAU girls, uh, older girls, uh, sixteen like sixteen and under, eighteen under, uh, seventeen under, girls, and so he was up here for he came to visit me because he had a tournament here and we were chilling before his game, and he was like, you want to watch the game from the other night, and so he pulled up the YouTube of the game, so I'm, I'm watching this game with him. And I'm like, yo, these refs are fucking hot. Like, I'm, sc- I'm screaming at the fucking team at the fucking screen because the refs are so terrible. And I'm like, the refs are the only people in a- in this game that's getting paid. They should be better. They're the only people getting paid. The kid's not getting paid, supposedly. So, so Brandon, I used to think that same way. I did. I used to get mad at the referees all the time. And then I refereed, and then I wasn't mad no more. <laughs> because these referees be out there with, like, ten people running past them, people on the crowd screaming, coaches trying to talk to them and all that kind of stuff. A foul happens. I saw a referee make the worst decision in the world, which is they accidentally blew their whistle and stopped the play. <laughs> like, they didn't even mean to blow their whistle. I think they were breathing heavy. <laughs> and the play stopped. <laughs> 
and there was like 15 seconds left in a tied game, nigga. They had to call the inadvertent whistle, which meant the ball went to the other team, and the crowd went wild, my nigga. Referees, referees, pilots, and police officers can't fuck up. That's just the job. You gotta be perfect. So, referees, police officers, and who else? Pilots. So, two out of three of those people are the worst people in the world to everybody else except for them and people who have been them. That's the crazy thing about it. (laughs) And pilots, you know, the crazy thing about the pilots is they really don't fuck up. Like, they do from time to time, but, like, you know how rare it is for a pilot to fuck up? Well, we've had way more crashes. I'm shocked that referees haven't came out with a uh, Stripe Lives Matter shirt yet. <laughs> with the type of shit they take on. I am literally just amazed they ain't done some bullshit like that yet. Why do you think the referees be so sensitive in the NBA? Quit because they've been getting this up. bullshit their whole life. <laughs> exactly. But they be fucking up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my nigga, it's one thing to get talked to by somebody in the NBA. It's a whole nother thing to get yelled at by the parent of a nine-year-old boy who can't even go with both hands. He, If he's right-handed, he can't go left. And the parents are screaming on you because... It's easier. It should be. And yet the parents are still... I can show you a, a, a rec league game from when Devin was a little, little, little kid. And the parents were just screaming at the referees. And they're two young kids. They're like 19 and and 18. And the referees are just getting yelled at. And the game had just started. They were just like, parents will literally, referees are the only people I know other than cops who motherfuckers will be like, God damn it, there's that motherfucker again. And it's on on sight. It is literally on on site if there's a referee you didn't like. It's like, fuck you out the gate, ref. Yo, ref, suck my dick. If I see you again, it's on. And then you see him again the next day. And it's like, fuck this nigga. And that's when hands get thrown. Be better. Be better, you won't have to get that treatment. Just like the fucking cops. Be I feel like everybody who played ball, everybody who's coached ball should referee for at least two seasons. That's what the cops say. Nah, fuck them niggas. See? That's what they say. Yeah, but referees can't shoot me. Yeah, I mean, not literally. I mean, they can. They can. (laughs) I mean, they can, but it ain't going to be good for them. Cops can shoot me. So, yeah, cops are like walking mile in our shoes. No, nigga, you need to understand that no matter whether they're guilty or innocent, you shouldn't be shooting nobody. Figuratively, but, they can shoot you. But I mean, when you got a, a nigga who's six foot three and 300 pounds coming out the stands and getting in your face and you like 18 years old. <laughs> why are you on the court, sir? Be better, man. Why are you here? Like, why are you running up on me? If I was a, a, a referee in this day and age, real talk, I'd, I'd have a taser. I'd stun gun niggas. <laughs> if they came out, I'd just hit them right the in the nuts. If you don't want the smoke, don't do the job. I'd be licensed with it. I don't know if you even need a license, but I have pepper spray in one pocket and a fucking taser in the other. And if you came too close to me, I'm going to tase you and then I'm going to dip the fuck out. That's better than the parents yelling at the kids. No, it's not. That's the thing that be Because the parents who yell at the referees also yell at the kids. 
They, no, I'm talking about the parents that be yelling at the other team kids. Like, they're in the NBA. Oh, Who man. The, you know who gets the worst, though? Even worse than the referees? The fucking scorekeepers. Let somebody put two points instead of three points in the AAU game. All the parents stand up. The score is wrong! Hey, the score! Hey, you gotta you change the score! Thing about that? I'm glad you brought that up. Not on this aside. On that game that we were watching with my cousin... When we were rewatch, they lost the game by fucking two points, and the and the scorekeeper forgot to put two points on the damn scorecard, and they lost the game by two points. And in the game, my cousin, who was the coach, was like, "Calm." He wasn't yelling. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey man, the score, you know, the score's messed up. The score's messed up." And then he went back to coaching, right? Because you got to go back to coaching. Yeah. They never changed the score, and they fucking lost. He thought they changed the score because he went back to being coaching. And then we were re-watching the video. They never changed the score. If he would have yelled and act indignant, they'd have changed the fucking score. Nope, score. that's on the parents. The parents didn't act ratchet enough. <laughs> some some parent during a timeout should have walked right across the middle of the court. I've seen this enough times to know what happens. A parent should have got out the stands, walked across the court, got in their face, pointed a couple times, yelled for the referees to come over, and then been like, I've been keeping track in my notebook. My son hit a three. One of my favorite things to do at AAU games when I'm not coaching is find a kid who sucks and be like, man, number 38 is horrible, and see which parent turns her head and stares at me. <laughs> see, you wouldn't like if someone did that. But, that is but I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that shit. Kid Awesome is A1. <laughs> but That's absolutely something I would do. Oh, man. I just... Referees, I feel badly for them. And the the game is suffering because we're running out of referees. They don't get paid enough for the shit they go through. And they don't get paid enough uh, to even want to come back. So that's one of them jobs where you got young kids doing this job and you got old folks doing the job and there's no in between. The young kids will just stop fucking showing up. And the old folks are going to retire one day. Can you grab me a Pop-Tart, baby? Got to be better, man. That's all it comes down to. It comes down to us as as coaches and parents got to be better with the referees. And that's coming from somebody whose wife, uh, teammates, everybody else has ridden on the referee to some juncture. (laughs) I mean, mean, there's no parent that has it. It's almost impossible not to, especially if you play at a decent level in youth sports. It's almost impossible not to be a parent and be like, Hey, dog, what are you doing out here? What are you doing? I think I, I have more respect for myself, um, too much respect for myself to go out there and yell at a referee. I think that at some point it just struck me that 95% of the kids that I'm coaching ain't going to do shit after AAU is over, after high school is over, after this freshman year. Like, honestly, there are some kids whose journey ends, like, next week when they start summer league. What the fuck is summer league? You know where the high school teams have their summer league teams. This is a whole new world that y'all in. I yeah, that's shit. it's basically AAU. They go to yeah, AAU, AAU tournaments. They just make teams like instead of it being one name, it'll be a, a subsidiary type name of the school team. But oh, these kids will come out there and they'll play and they'll find out that they ain't ready for it, and then they will never play ball again. And their parents are out there screaming like. Like, this fucking hoop dreams and shit. I mean, honestly, we've all seen hoop dreams. Them niggas didn't make it to the league. 
That's because everybody think they go into the league. I was an exceptional athlete, and I had never once considered that I was going to any professional league, even though like I had the athleticism. I wasn't skilled enough to make the NFL or the NBA, uh, but athletically, I was definitely athletically enough to play in the NFL at my height and size. But I had never once, and not even once considered, you know, I might have, like, dreamed, like, oh, it'd be cool if I made the league. But I had never, like, once seriously considered that I'm going to go to the NFL. And these parents be out here telling these kids that they go into the NBA and go into the NFL. And the kid be like, 5'9". How? How they go into the league, fam? They're five nine and they're seniors in high school. Oh, Scotty Pippen! Scotty Pippen was six one when he was a freshman, and he sprouted the six. Yeah, that's Scotty. That niggas from the south, they got something in their body to just make them stretch. The fuck you got? You know both y'all, both y'all little and you Asian. The fuck you got going on? You know something about Scotty Pippen that I just learned was actually real. I didn't know <laughs> the future talk. No, I, that that part I knew was real. Where's um, future? The the Portsmouth Invitational. I didn't know that was a real thing, because in one of the one what? of the my careers, um, your character has to go to the Portsmouth Invitational. I thought I had mentioned that in the show that they had the Portsmouth, and that's where everything went down. And I and like I didn't know it was actually in Portsmouth, Portsmouth, like fucking. <laughs> Missy Elliott, Patton Oswalt, and <laughs> nigga, you can get you can get robbed out here at Portsmouth. Um, but and you um, know what? That's how I know how to say Portsmouth. Otherwise, it would have been like Portsmouth. Of course. But um, they talk about the Portsmouth Invitational in Slam Magazine like every year. Yeah, and all that shit. What is it? Yeah, What's it for? There's a basketball. Is a is a thing for like perspective um, pre-draft camp sort of pre, thing pre, yeah it's a pre-draft camp for all of the people who are not like the guaranteed number ones <laughs> like you know what I mean for the rest of the oh dude. for college people going to yeah, the league so, yeah okay. yeah and it's so, best of us for the rest of us <laughs> yeah and one, and one of the one of the years in the, the story on um, my career on 2k you have to go to the Portsmouth Invitational and Scottie Pippen comes out and talks to you at, at you know at the Portsmouth Invitational I was like Okay, it must be like Portsmouth somewhere else. Like I didn't think it was Portsmouth, Virginia, but <laughs> that shit just happened uh, about about a week or so ago. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was real. I knew it was real. We should do a podcast on that one day, Rashani. For what sports? On AAU shit, because that's just funny to me. I, I wonder how much it changed to now when I used to do it. You know what? All the live period stuff, like doing it in high school is a different world than it is when you're in like middle school and shit. And these kids are coming out here and they're playing thinking that a coach is going to just stumble over them. Like, why would that happen? They've already herded all the best players and all the best teams into one facility so they don't have to move much. Why would they stumble over you? Like I saw a... um. I saw a YouTube video about Ja Morant or Ja Morant um, a couple days ago, and they were talking about how he was at a camp 
and one of the coaches of Murray State, I think, was just walking through, going to the bathroom, and he heard a ball dribbling in an auxiliary gym, and he just happened to open the door, and Ja was in there going off in a three-on-three game. So he called his uh, head coach to come out and check him out immediately, and they offered him a uh, scholarship out the gate. That don't happen. He was a zero-star recruit. He was. He was was an absolute nobody. But then, like, (laughs) leading up to the draft, it was like, Yo, have you seen the highlights from this dude? Like, like, and everybody was like, "I have never heard of this dude before." I think oh, I, I should have college, but in high I, school, he was nobody. My, my my boss is an avid college basketball fan. Like, he loves it, and he had never heard of this dude. And it was well. Like, the thing is, he went to Murray State, right? But Murray State had been on a run of point guards getting drafted in the first round. Because before John Morant, it was campaign plays for the the Suns. He was in Murray State balling at point guard. And before campaign, it was Isaiah Cannon, who used to play for the Rockets, who was over there balling, scoring like thirty a game. So they had a run of like first round picks. And he'd a franchise guards. like a Houston Rocket, yeah. That was the coolest side. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that, Rashani. I want to know more. No, you don't. And I'm scared I'm going to say something, and these referees are going to find me somewhere. Like, (laughs) we had a referee. The worst thing in the world is when you have that referee that you know doesn't fucking like you, and you're on the same court two games in a row, (laughs) so you got the same referee back-to-back. A referee asked me to come over... Hmm? The dude, um, the the dude with Chris Paul, like every like oh, in the, Scott in, Foster, mm-hmm. yeah. Every every time this dude refereed a game, he lost that fucking game for some reason. And this motherfucker called a timeout. The referee called a timeout. Came over and got me off the bench, and was like, "Please talk to your parents." And I was ready to go talk to the parents, but he really meant Nisha. <laughs> now, in the balance of life, decisions that can be made right then. One is a young referee who I will probably never see again asking me to calm down my parents. He's just saying it generally. The other is my wife giving this referee still grill, like, oh, you brought my husband over. <laughs> so. I just want to say a quick aside. You really, really are not very interested in this episode, are you? No. So <laughs> I told I told the referee, okay, I'm going to talk to him. And I looked at Nisha, and she looked at me, and I told my parents, I had lasagna last night, and it was good. And I walked back over to the bench. <laughs> I'm not getting involved with my wife is sitting there. Fuck you. No. You know, you know, the referee told me that I need to talk to my wife. And I walked over to that lady, and I looked her dead in her eyes. And I said, Hey. I said, no, the fuck I won't. <laughs> you said, you said, you said, but you said bitch, though. No, <laughs> no, no, the fuck I <laughs> The referee... Nah, this is how it would have went down. The referee said, hey, I need you to go talk to your parents. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to them. Fuck them niggas. You know what? They kids, man. Hey, that one? That one right there? Her? Her? We still in the first, we still in the first half, so. We don't, we don't talk about, we don't, we don't talk about Virgos. 
Yeah, we, we don't talk about Bruno. Like her, we can, I'll talk to any other parent. Hey, hey, look at that parent over there. I'm going to talk to that parent right there. That's how it basically went down. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to that parent over there. For, why don't you, you mention the other team? Huh? Why aren't you talking about white on white crime? You know, and the funny thing is the perception, at least this is when I played. I don't know how it is anymore. And this is just my experience. But the perception is that the angry parent is the dad. But my experience is the angry parent is the mom. Them moms be lit. Lit. (laughs) My experience. Especially with my mom. I know my mom definitely was compared to my dad and all the other moms. My assistant coach's wife, lit. Nisha, lit. My post player's mom, lit. Like all of them. All of them. Sit side by side, too. So they all sit together. And it looks like the um, the muses from fucking Disney's Hercules and shit. They all sitting together just waiting for somebody to start a song. And they all will go in. Hey, the baby, I ain't scared of you. The dads are the ones who take it. Why don't y'all tell me she was sneaking up on me? Why don't y'all tell me my wife was walking up to me while I'm talking shit about her? So, what the fuck, Scar? <laughs> Nigga, I'm scared of her, too. <laughs> He's scared of you too. I know what you came for. The dads are the ones that take it to the extreme, but the moms yeah, are most consistently on people's ass. Absolutely, consistently, consistently, and will come down after the game and tell the ref even more. Don't let that kid lose after they had a conversation. I remember when I was refereeing in a church league, my nigga. There was a woman, a, a white woman, church league, bro. a white woman was acting a nut. This is a, this is an Asian sports league, an Asian church league. A white woman was acting a nut, talking shit all the way through. So we made it to the third quarter. I stopped the game. I was like, ma'am, you've been really abusive. I need you to bring it down a notch. She was like, make me. You know what? <laughs> Coach. I'm going to need you to talk to your parents. And it was the same exact thing. She was like, I'm his wife. What you think he going to do? And he was like, what do you think I'm going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'll take care of it for you. So I threw her out the game. She waited for me in the parking lot, my nigga. Like, she was there. And she was about that action. This was like fourth grade Asian Sports League church ball. And she's in the parking lot. Whew. Okay. She put a three o'clock high on your ass. Basically, and I was like, oh, oh. Like, I didn't even know what to do. I went back inside. Only, only old niggas got that reference. I went right the fuck back inside. So, um, Sarah calls Felix, um, who is hanging out with Kira and Kasima, and they're they're both doing good. You know, Kasima's not dying like she usually is. Um, Felix also mentions, however, that Helena hasn't shown back up and her bag is missing. And Felix and Sarah agree to go meet up in Miss S's house to find a plan to make a plan to find Helena. Um, I don't know why they go to Miss S's house. Like y'all can't meet at Felix's house where you know ain't nobody gonna be sitting there waiting for you or undermining you or something. Miss S didn't even know. Was Benjamin really dyad or was that a trick? I feel like that was all a part of the game. That was that was a trick. She she left that there at the computer for her. Yeah, to see. yeah, yeah. No, I know she left it there for for Delphine to see it. But was he actually really? No. Okay, no. for sure. But still, nah, I ain't going to Miss Ass's house. Um, and then Delphine is like, Sarah, don't don't leave. 
And Sarah's like, didn't I tell you to go talk to your girlfriend? And, and Delphine's like, hey, we got a problem. There's a cleaner coming. You know what a cleaner is, right? You know, the assassins. That dude always plays an assassin. He's good at it. He's got a creed. Um, Man, there's a scene coming. It's one of my favorite scenes with him. He is fucking... Ferdinand is like the weirdest dude, but, you know, he's the best. I like Ferdinand. He's the best around? People really be doing the typecast. Like, F. Murray always plays an asshole. Even when he's like a make-believe person on Moon Knight, he's an asshole. Yes. You know what I like him in? Mythic Quest. I never seen on I like it's on um it's on Apple Apple TV. Oh. Um, it's made by the dude who made It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I need to watch Apple Plus. I got it. The only thing I watch is Ted Lasso. You need to watch uh, Swagger. You need to watch Mythic Quest. You need to watch. Um, they tell me what's to watch Foundation. Severance. Foundation isn't that like a a sci-fi flick yeah, or it's TV a show? show. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I haven't watched it yet. I've been waiting for Nisha, but we've been going on Paramount Plus to watch all the Star Treks. Oh, yeah. Star Trek's my shit. So she's going through Picard right now. Picard! Um, But uh, Delphine is like, yeah, there's an assassin who's, you know, coming for a business meeting. And Rachel's supposed to be there. So, you know, if they look at real Rachel and see she's got a fucking hole in her eye... They're going to kill y'all for sure, so <laughs> you need to grab a blonde wig and, and pony on up because you about to play Rachel for a little while. How come they didn't ask Allison? She's the actress. Is she, though? <laughs> yeah, because she, she, was, she wasn't very good at, at Sarah. Not at all. <laughs> she wasn't very good in the play. Even before she fell off the stage, when they were just rehearsing, she was bad. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Ferdinand because I, I forgot he he played the he played the the weird vampire dude in True Blood. So Allison is back in the suburbs loading up the uh, school bus with children after the soccer game. Um, when some black woman comes up and is like, "Yo, I'm running for school, whatever, and I'm running for the school board, and I." trustee and I know I could count on your vote I'm so glad that you that rehab worked for you and Allison's like you know what you changed the district lines for my kids so I'm running against you that's right get it Allison and before she could say more Donnie showed up with all his office supplies in the box because he quit his job and lost his company car and was like I need a ride on the short bus I was like yo Rita from Handmaid actually had a glow up, dog. Huh? That's Rita from Handmaids. Remember, she was the she was the 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 actual maid at the house where where Alfred was. I really fucking hated that show. I I I made it through the I, first season. After that, I was like, I hate it, watched it. I hate watched it. I did. Yeah. After the first season, I was just like, this shit is stupid. And also, what they call a fanciful uh, telling of a dystopian future, black women been calling the past for like, y'all know who Sally Hemings is, right? That's literally off-red. Like, nigga, what are we talking about here? Oh, man. Look, 
it gets worse. Like you ain't watched the rest of it. It gets worse when they they go to a convention in like DC, and like the bitches got. I'm sorry, the women. They have the women in bondage, but they also got their lips bonded together with like these rings and shit. Like it's it got it got really real when they went to DC. Real stupid. So Miss S shows up at her place before Felix and Sarah. She gets beat up by one of the caster clones with a mustache, and he's I'm gonna just call him Scarface clone. You know. Uh he is glitching out like he's got problems with his brain and sees like flashes of light and atomic bombs and shit and basically he tells her that they're looking for Ethan Duncan um, for a specific science to cure them and Miss S like he's dead and she actually knew about Caster but she's never seen one of them clones before and she's unimpressed you know which you know makes sense I've been, I've seen like six lady clones before I see one of y'all motherfuckers. Like, fuck are y'all doing? And then Sarah and Felix show up and she tells Sarah and Felix about how she uh, basically traded Helena for Kira. And Sarah's mad. But is she really? Bloody decision! Yeah. Really? That's right. That's my girl. And um, Kasima is struggling to wrap her mind around Kira's blood and how it works. And she tried to talk to her about how her heart and brains and lungs stopped working the other day. And how she was sort of hovering over her own body in the, in, in a form of a spirit. But then Kira started reading that book to her. And she felt the magnetic pull of her physical body absorbing the pulsing energy of her soul. And then she woke up and Kira's like, hey, can you read to me? Like, nigga, you were just reading. Why you want me to read to you? You were reading. You were doing good. Read to both of us. But Kira's like, you know what? It was my stem cells, fam. She saw she saw Delphine and everything. Right. It was my stem cells. Like, that's it. That's that. And then she runs off. She never really got the stem cells of the, uh, the from the bone marrow. Mm-mm. They didn't she make got it. it from the tooth. Yeah, the tooth. The teeth. From the tithe. She got it from the tithe and offerings. So Delphine showed up looking for Sarah. Um, and Kasima thinks she's there for her and she's so glad to see her but she's not actually there for her Delphine's been avoiding Kasima because she loves her too much so she knows she has to call the whole thing off um, because Kasima made her promise to love all her sisters equally to make top level decisions to save them all and Delphine knows that when she's looking at Kasima she's only ever going to make the best decision for the woman she loves even if she has to burn up the rest of the universe to do it so Kasima tries to play it cool like yeah you know I understand it's alright but then Delphine loses in the hallway and Kasima's crying and cries out I love you and she limps back inside that was so sad it was it was good acting it was but you made her promise that she needs to care about all y'all exactly it's just like what niggas say in those movies hey no matter what happens if I turn into a zombie you gotta promise me you gonna kill me right away 
promise me, my nigga, that as soon as I get bit, you're going to shoot me in my goddamn face. Look me in my eye and promise me. You know that shit ain't going to happen. Right. They might kill them later on after they say, no. No. Like when that zombie wife of um, the nigga in uh, Morgan on The Walking Dead had come to his front door. And he couldn't shoot her in the eye through the doorway. Scar, Scar, get this. You know who would do that, Scar? You know who would kill you right away? Probably somebody from the... Amos from the Expanse. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Amos would kill you right away. <laughs> Absolutely. That man has no remorse. But he's a good person. He's a good person. <laughs> but I kill him dead. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Hoffo. <laughs> but I kill him dead. So Felix and Sarah went back to the river to drink some more and, you know, talk about Miss S's treachery and figure out how to break into um, the facility to get Helena. And Delphine calls and she promised to throw the full weight of her power uh, behind the search for Helena if Sarah will please just come to Dyad tonight and pretend to be Rachel. And Felix is like, tell her you didn't even finish high school. <laughs> and Sarah's, Sarah's like, I'll be your Rachel. Whatever. And then they hang up she, on each she, other. She she promises to be the Rachel because she she wants to use it to try to figure out where Helena is. Not necessarily because she gives a fuck about anything Delphine is worried about. But Delphine at the end was like, yeah, bitch, I knew. I, I counted on that. I counted on you trying to do what was right for your sister so you would actually play this role. She's smart. Yeah. I gotta give her credit. And Kira is crawling around in Felix's apartment uh, with a metal tank of some kind. Um, and I, I thought it was Helena's eggs. It is. I, I figured it was the eggs. Okay. Um, you know, she got... You know, there's there's something with her in these clones, so you know, she 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 knew something was good, some something was different about that 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 canister. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, Kasima, Scott shows up to see how Kasima's doing, and they start talking, and and she's telling Scott about what's going on in her life, and Scott's like, you know. This job's like one half getting killed by science armies and one half lesbian drama. So I think I just maybe want to stay in school. And then she hits that nigga with the. You want to see this book? For real? That's that's what that's. Hold the book up. Like that's what you think? Hey, hey, hey! You want to see a dead body, my nigga? Right. <laughs> that's what I she think, basically hit him with. I think Scott's mad because he liked Casima. And he found out that she was a she was a lesbian. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, of course. Like from the gate. So Allison tells Donnie back in the burbs that he's gotta go back to work so they so they can pay their mortgage. And he's like, nah, you know what? Why don't you go work for your mama? I like this Donnie. <laughs> and she's like, look, white hotep, I don't even like my moms like that, so fuck you. And she <laughs> He was just about to say, you know, we killed somebody, so we kind of good at that. We can, we can, we can become some hitmen. We can, we can do that pretty good. Me and Donnie you. Donnie was making a lot of money to just up and quit his job. 
I mean, he killed his boss. I mean, his his real job. Yeah. Not his part-time gig. So, uh, Felix makes over Sarah to look like Rachel, but not before Sarah confirms to the sixteen. Was fire. Yeah, it was. You see his coat. The like black and red. Like, it looked like someone from Mass Effect. Yeah. I told you he he the MVP, bro. I told you that. And Sarah's like, hey. For the like 16 time fam, you're gonna help me with Helena, right? And so Felix settles on a white suit and gives Sarah a wig that's like literally the Walmart version of Rachel's hair. It's not even the same color. And it looks different. Like you can look at it and tell that it's different. Right. But Sarah meets with Ferdinand, and pretty much the first thing out of her mouth is, hey, yo, folks kidnapped Helena. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. No, I love the fact that, like, I told y'all, these are my favorite scenes. A clone pretending to be another clone. Mm-hmm. Like, how so uncomfortable she was in that fucking skirt, bruh. And the way she was walking, it was like, she was she was trying, and she just couldn't pull it off, so she just walked normally. <laughs> she just walked like how she normally walked. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the best. I, I love it when clones are pretending to be other clones. He's like, yo... I just want to see Sarah. That's it. Helena who? Where's Sarah at? Where's future? Where's future? <laughs> and so, luckily, Delphine has recruited Allison to stand in for Sarah. Which... Okay. And she literally comes in and she's like, Oi! <laughs> no, she says some corny shit before that. She said, okie dokie, ready to go, or something like that to herself. Yeah, yeah. she does. Allison shit. Yeah. Yeah, but she come in there, oi, oi, Rachel. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oi. <laughs> good. I love that shit. My favorite one is Rachel acting like, or uh, Allison acting like Sarah. It's literally always the best to me. Yes. Oi! <sighs> but um, she tries to keep Sarah's accent throughout the interrogation and just loses it. Yeah. And Ferdinand starts filling her up, you know, because she's like, You were supposed to have surgery. I love the bad wig where they have to take the front of it and do a swoop to cover her bangs because mm-hmm. because Sarah doesn't have bangs, so they just take the hair and they just kind of swoop it with the fucking wig. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, you can clearly see that's a wig. So what? Women wear wigs all the time. Do they, though? No. Yeah, but they don't really When you say women wear wigs, I think what you mean is that I, I don't know. Do white women wear wigs like that? Yes. You always do this. Yes. No, I'm deadly serious. Wigs. Yes, they wear wigs, they wear extensions, they do all that stuff. How the fuck would they put on a wig? They, they, I know how my I know how I know how my daughter puts on her wigs, like she cornrows her hair up. How the fuck do white women do it? You never seen Women they call with French hair braids, too, but they call it the Boderic. They also uh, wear French braids. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 
actually. So she loses it on Ferdinand when he starts filling her up. And so Rachel Sarah, Sarah Rachel sees that this uh might not end well. So she goes over and slaps Allison slam in the face. And the thing is, since all these characters have distinct voices and mannerisms, it's so fucking dope that you can look at Allison and know that it's different than Sarah looking at Sarah playing Rachel and that Allison is so fucking hurt that Sarah slapped her in her face. Yeah. And she and like you could tell Sarah wants to say something but she knows she can't. So all she could do with the rides is like I'm what else I'm sorry, fam. What else could I do? It's perfect. Like yes, Felix is dope, but Tatiana Maslany is so fucking talented, fam. Absolutely. No, I say he he the MVP, but like she, she the she the she the show. He's he's the MVP the same way Jeff Kent was the MVP when him and Barry Bonds both played for the Giants. Yeah, he like he like you know uh, Iguodala when he got that um he when he got that MVP for merely holding LeBron to forty. Mm. <laughs> mm. We don't talk about Bruno. So Delphine pulls Ferdinand into the hallway and explains they were unable to remove her ovaries because she's ovulating and that they'll get on with it soon enough. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to hang out with. The, the cool part about it is like they know he a man. And like he don't know shit about shit. Mm-hmm. So like the moment they say, "Oh, she's ovulating," he'd be like, "I guess." And then just kept the fucking moving. <laughs> it's the same as saying, "You know, I'm sorry I didn't do my homework last night. It's my time." Oh, okay, okay. Back in the '80s and all those '80s movies, ugh, girl stuff. Okay, no worries. You know, one of them days. Women problems. We don't understand because we're men. Right. Seriously, a lot of men don't fucking understand, though. I had somebody ask my daughter, so do you piss the blood? I have four sisters, so I guess I understand enough. Yeah. Single mom. And And a daughter. Yeah. Those two. But while he's hanging out with uh, Rachel, uh, Ferdinand wants to have sex and talk about Helsinki, which is the code name for this thing that happened like 10 years ago, uh, where some clones in Helsinki started acting out. So Topside went in and killed them all and 40 extra people for collateral damage. That, that's what Rachel was planning for the Toronto-based clones on account of them gaining self-awareness. Um, and in fact... Canadian Helsinki is underway right this second because a hitman is hanging out in Allison's backyard. Yeah, he breaks down the whole thing. Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do something to Kasima and you know, she'll she'll be out of here. Um, you know, take care of Sarah as soon as we get them as soon as we get them eggs be. And uh, you know, Allison, house fire. We're gonna chloroform them, house fire. He trying to set the record because he was like Helsinki was taken care of in 24 hours. We trying to go for it. We trying to go for the record. Pretty much. So 
But remember, remember Helsinki. So what Sarah, so that they can get eggs, so that they can make new clones that can have babies. Like, what's the point of killing them? I think that's the plan. But remember, the doctor was going to take one of the ovaries, and he was going to leave the other ones because they were going to they were going to make Sarah have some more kids anyway. And told her so too. Like, yo, we just plan on you. Um, hey, we just going to wait for you to have another baby, but we're going to research on this one. We're going to leave you a one, though. You're welcome. Right. So Sarah kicks the motherfucker in the balls like she's just guessing he liked that freaky shit. So <laughs> kicks him in the balls and wraps a belt around his neck for sexual purposes. And he's like, no. do you remember the safe word? And she's like, nope. No, 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 no. You know, the, the part that's the best part about this whole scene is when he says you're not yourself. And then he kind of get the, the then he starts talking about Paul. And then that's when she gets the hint like, oh, this dude wants to be punished. So then she steps on she steps on his dick and then he gets excited. And the look on her face is like, really, nigga? Okay, I guess. Like, she, like she's done that before. She probably has. Probably Vic, Vic is probably about that life. You ever suck dick for coke? Have you? Huh? <laughs> 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 well, no, I can't say I have. Boo this man! <laughs> oh, man. Then she, then she, she, then when he tells her about all of the, about the clones, she goes and try to make that phone call. And of course, Allison is on her fucking Nordic track or whatever the fuck. And not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then he walks in. And she pulls out his belt and start whooping this nigga. He gets really fucking excited. She just starts whooping this nigga. She whoops his ass all the way to the bed. He falls on the bed, and then that's when she starts choking him out. It's like, yo, he when she starts hitting him with that belt, he gets super fucking excited. Like, oh yeah, it's on now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whoa, dog, I need you to calm down. Mm-hmm. So, while this is happening, Delphine visits Rachel in the hospital and talk shit. Cash money shit. Like, oh, you thought she was gonna fire me on the elevator, huh? Well, guess what? I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. Look at What's me. One eye? With the one, one eye. eye. Exactly. With your one eye. <laughs> I'm the captain. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. How's this one feeling, huh? How's it? How, uh, hey, tell me what I need to know. And that shit was nasty, fam. I, I'm surprised they didn't put some blood into the bandage or something like that. Yes. When she pressed it. But, like, she kept pressing that bandage, and it was just like, I felt uncomfortable about the shit. You know what I mean? And I feel like that, that, that Rachel got exactly what the fuck she deserved, but I felt so fucking uncomfortable doing this shit. Like, I, I just couldn't I just couldn't shake that feeling like yo this is so fucking wrong right now. <sighs> so she she legit told her I told you this was personal bitch. And Rachel stutters out words cuz she can't talk that well. Um but she gets the details on Helsinki so she goes over to Rachel's apartment. <laughs> no, so she Delphine goes to Rachel's apartment, huh? No, you you skipped the DMX part. 
where she starts, she starts pressing on her shit and go, what's my name? Like, <laughs> oh no, no, don't take it as, don't take it as DMX. Take it as Rihanna. Oh, what's my name? Oh, nah, nah, because she took joy in that shit. Right. But yeah, she um goes over to Rachel's apartment and bursts through the door where Sarah's strangling Ferdinand, and she's like, you know, get up, come on, stop crying, let's go, call this whole shit off, cut that shit out, and he does. And then once he's gone, um, Sarah takes off the wig, and at Project Caster, uh, the Scorpion congratulates Helena for leveling up to a bigger box because. They take her out of that box, and now she's in a cell. And at Dyad, the caster clone with the mustache shows up to break out Rudy. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, I never really gave too much of a shit about the caster clones, if I'm, if I'm being honest. I don't think anybody did. They're not... I think that's honestly when I first started like tuning out was when they got as much screen time as the women. I don't like them. I feel like they're taking away time that could be given to somebody who was ultimately more talented than anybody else in this fucking show by a long shot. Yeah. And also the uh, the titles for this season is pieces from uh, Dwight Eisenhower's farewell presidential address. I just felt like that fit. Okay, I was just saying because we we talked about the you know the 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 Darwin stuff before Francis mm-hmm. Bacon for the second. This mm-hmm. one is all from Dwight Eisenhower's farewell presidential address. <laughs> it's still some white people shit though. If we're being honest, like what? Who cares about? Who cares about uh, Dwight Eisenhower's presidential address? Farewell presidential address. Brandy, you got anything? Yeah. Um, I usually don't say this, but uh, go read this. Art- the New York Times just did an article on uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, it's like one of the best pieces of journalism I've read in like a long time. It's like a long. It's a long, it's a pretty long article, and then at the end, it has all these graphs about just how fucking fucked up this dude is. Like not just like oh he's fucked up, but like specifics, like how his show changed. How he oh used Tucker to Carlson, yeah, yeah. Like he used to have different people on this show, and how it like how many shows he talked about white replacement theory. Like they have that they watched every single show and read every single transcript of every single show, and have like statistics on like. How often he talked about white replacement theory? How often he talked about uh, immigration and changing the country? And how often he talked about how often he pointed out how often he used black women as like the boogie boogeyman? And like it goes into depth about like all this shit that happened. It's like it's an incredible article. So if you're at all interested in like politics or anything, read that. It's like the New York Times done some fuck shit recently, but this is like old school, like good journalism type stuff. 
I just clicked on the article and they want they want me to like log in and all this kind of weird shit. No, thank you. Yeah, they want niggas to pay for their shit. You can avoid it. You just you just minimize it. You just read it. It's incredible. It's so like I don't know, man. Like it's a lot more than just like the dude is a genius at being terrible, if that makes sense. Like, he's figured out something. Well, I mean, it's the same way. He's following the same, not the same, but Candace, uh, the, the the black uh, lady. Uh, yeah, Candace she, Owens, but she's not smart. <laughs> wait, her. I wasn't done. And then oh, my bad, my bad. the one who, it's the white lady's name, they mess up her name on purpose. Um... Oh, you're talking about. Um, I know what you're talking about. Um, Used to be a the, Fox on the Fox. The one that went on Charlemagne. Yeah. The one that went on Charlemagne show. Oh, the one. And then she went to the Blaze after? Yeah. Um, What the fuck is her name? I don't know. Don't Tim. even worry about it. But all these motherfuckers do it's the Tom, same thing. Like, they don't believe in Tommy Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing with Tucker is if you read this article, it's so much darker than. Tommy Lauren and Candace Owens, like it's like he, the way he, they're like the way he talks, and they would highlight how often he says they and you, like everything is they are coming to take this from you. They are kind of do this from you, and you won't want to take it, and you don't want to do this. He uses terms like legacy Americans, which is like not anything anyone uses in like mainstream. You, you know, came from a white. He got it straight from a white supremacist website to the point that the people at Fox News were quitting in droves because they didn't want to be on a network with this dude. Fox News people were like, bro, what are you doing with this? And then he lost over, he lost like 75% of his advertisers, right? Like Mm -hmm. number-wise. But he's brought in more money than any show on cable news, on cable TV, on cable news, I'm sorry, from advertisements, even though he has 75% less advertisers than his other shows. Because the people who actually do, his audience is so big that they just, he can charge in, insane rates for the little bit of people who's doing it. Like the My Pillow dude apparently spent almost like $70 million in advertisement on his show. Uh, like it's wild. Like the article goes into so much detail about like the craziest shit. But yeah, if you get a chance, if you, if you care about like journalism or like that type of shit, which I'm like a nerd for, like this is like old school like investigative journalism is great. He's not great, but the article, but you know, the great article is great. Scar, you got anything? Oh, nothing, nothing new. 916-633-1537. You can uh, email the show at return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm Rashani, and the show is RTO Podcast. Um, if y'all have been trying to hit me up at Rashani, thanks. If you've been following me there, that's great. Uh, chances are you'll find me easier at... Uh, I followed Ratchet Book Club. Did you see that? Yes, and I appreciate it. Because um, now I can send out what I need to send out. Um... Y'all can follow me. Shit, easier why did you do that? On Ratchet Book Club. <laughs> Scar, if you really don't want to be a part of it, too that's bad. too fucking bad. So, um. Really? Yes. So you can leave a review it, on Spotify. It too grande? 
You can leave a review on Spotify. <laughs> it takes like 13 seconds. I heard that, Brandon. <laughs> two, Brandy. You can also leave a review on um, Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast uh, app. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. You can leave a tip there. The money will go towards buying books for Ratchet Book Club, buying movies for Hindsight, which, Brandon, we got to get back on it, fam. Season two, season two has to happen soon. Um, and, actually, and actually buying this show because we got like 10 days left before it goes off of um, um, Amazon Prime. Amazon. There was, there's work. Yeah. I'll let you know what you're doing this Sunday. Uh, nothing. Good. We're talking Rocky Three this Sunday. All right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, the best Rocky. Is that in Rocky Four? You know what I was thinking about this morning? I was Rocky like, Four is a horrible movie with a great montage and an yeah. ass whooping, a death blow ass whooping. What were you thinking about, Brandon? <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I can piss Rashani off. Yes. By doing a month on hindsight of Shaq movies. I just end up making fun of him. Does he even have four movies? He does. Where he has Kazam, he has Steel, he has Blue Chips, and he has Kazam, Steel, Blue Chips. It's the nigga's fourth movie. I know he has one. Don't tell me. Kazam, Steel, Blue Chips. I don't chips. think he got another movie where he was a star. He does. Now, now, now I gotta go look it up. Now I gotta Google it. Um... Spoiler alert, uh, Steel actually shows up in one of the CW TV shows, which they are slowly canceling. That show is the best show. Superman and Lois is the shit, man. I love that shit. Yep. God, I love They need to just move it to HBO Max. It's so great. They, they should. I mean, they're, they Batman, Batwoman is gone. Uh, they just canceled Legends. Um, and they're, they're, they're canceling some of their movie projects, too. They're getting those shits the fuck out of there. Yeah, because they got that merger. They got new people in charge. Yeah, well, they merged with Discovery? Yeah, Discovery. But The Flash got renewed for season nine, but Superman and Lois is the shit. Yes, it is. God damn, that's a great fucking show. I don't think he has another one, Rashawn. They did They did a whole episode where he where he Good Burger. in the show. <laughs> he wasn't a star of Good Burger. He wasn't. I didn't He's know got, CB4 was his first movie. That's funny. Uh, we could watch Freddy Got Fingered. That's bad enough. You're fucking um, fired! Or He's Got Game. We could play Shaq Fu and review it. I mean, oh, but, God, but no. he's, would you do He's Got Game with Shaq in it, or would you just do Blue Chips? I, I, I definitely do Blue Chips. Like, I'm still trying to figure out, when it comes to Blue Chips, the one question I have above all other questions is, who the fuck was that white boy? So you got Penny Hardaway out there to play a nigga. You got Shaquille O'Neal out there to play a nigga. Who the fuck was that white boy? That's a good point. That is a very good point. Who the fuck was Ricky Rowe? Who was he in real life? <laughs> you got these two motherfuckers. You couldn't go out there and get... I don't know. It wasn't Adam Morrison at the time, but... You couldn't do nothing... I don't know. That's his only movie. 
Who, Ricky Rowe? Yep. Matt Nover. Uh, that is his only movie credit. I had no idea Kevin Durant had a movie. Yeah, it, where he it's basically um, it's basically Trump? like Mike, <laughs> except he gets to see somebody like Mike him, <laughs> like he sees somebody still his fucking power. Wow. So we could do a bad sports movie month where the athletes are fucking actors, but you know that's gonna end up with us talking about fucking Space Jam too. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, y'all be good. We're gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com which is M-A-K-A-I-H dot com or you can find his beat on the free music archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.